live. And we are back, everyone. <laughs> That's right. Amy and Tony, who are going to help make it make sense. That's right. We will make it make sense. <laughs> so and, we um, wanted to, yeah. Let's tell the people, what is the topic for today? We're going to tell you the topic of today is going to be about herd immunity. Uh, because lots of people like to throw this term around mm-hmm. and it I'm realizing people don't understand what that is. And so we, when we were discussing how we were going to actually launch our podcast, we were like, let's talk about herd immunity, especially now in the context of these new variants popping up. You know, a lot of people are like, are we ever going to get there? What is this? What is this elusive herd immunity? And so yeah. I would before I'm going to let Amy go ahead and like break it down for you guys um, in layman's terms, what herd immunity is. But I also would like to put a plug into we should stop calling it herd immunity yes. because we're not cattle. Right. <laughs> are, and I was going to beings. I was going to say that, too. So the term that I prefer to use is community immunity. And one of the reasons for that, well, it sounds better. Like Tony said, we are not cattle. (laughs) We are not cattle. The other reason is that we need to start thinking of ourselves as an interconnected community of humans who are doing our best to take care of each other and to keep each other safe and healthy as, as much as we can. So the term community immunity is when you would have as many people in the population as you can get vaccinated so that those people are going to be protected from the virus. There are people in our population, in our community who can't be vaccinated, like young babies right now. So kids under the age of five, Um, there are people that have certain um, conditions where their immune systems do not work properly. So we call them like immunocompromised or immunodeficient. So they just, their immune systems just can't handle the vaccine. Um, And then we also have individuals in our community that have like cancer or are on chemotherapeutics or other drugs that are causing their immune system to also not work properly. So they can't get vaccinated. So if all of us in the community got vaccinated who could, who were healthy enough and old enough, have you know all the right criteria to get vaccinated, we can protect the people in our community that can't get vaccinated. And we will act like shields to protect them from the virus that can cause harm and in COVID's case, death. Um, so, so that's kind of a breakdown. Does that does that sound like a reasonable explanation or definition? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think I think the key here is that people herd immunity is not what you should or community immunity um, or population immunity. Yeah, but it's not the it's not what you should rely on. Right. To avoid getting vaccinated. Like that's right. the, that's the thing is that folks are a lot of yeah. folks, even before COVID, were just yeah. like, well, you know, it's not an issue because, you know, everybody else got vaccinated. So why do I need to do it? It's right. a matter of like this idea of community immunity is specifically to center those folks who are not able to get right. vaccinated that are that are literally medically incapable of being able to be vaccinated. There's a contraindication for whatever reason or or contraindication, meaning like there is a, there is an obstacle for them to be able to be safely vaccinated, whatever that means, right. For whatever their medical 
problem is. Right. They're either so, too young or they have cancer, right. whatever it is. Exactly. Whatever it is. Yeah, that's right. And so, and also that, that the vulnerability of people or the things that exempt people from getting vaccinated are different depending on the kind of vaccine that we're talking about, right. Or the kind of infection that we're talking about. Yeah. And so for those folks who have, um, illnesses that keep their immune system down, mm-hmm those folks, we don't like to give them live vaccines, right? Because then that, that, that can actually cause an issue, um, for those, for those patients. Um, and so it's, it's very, it's very dependent on a lot of factors. I think it's important for us to talk about what those factors are exactly for you to be able to achieve community immunity, but understand that it was never, it's never that, okay, let's hurry up and get to a certain percentage of people so that I don't have to get vaccinated if I can get vaccinated. Like that's not the goal of, of community immunity. It's really a protective yeah. mechanism, if anything, right. for those folks that can't really, like babies, like Amy said, you know, folks who who have medical problems that really put them at risk of, right. of, of getting either the vaccine or getting sick, right? Like right. those are the folks that we have not, not, not it was never intended for those who just don't want to for whatever other reason right um to get yeah. to protection is that I, we hope that, that makes sense but there's a lot of there are a lot of things that are um components of that community immunity that i, I wanted to spend some time talking about go ahead Amy. yeah absolutely i think um i think that uh you know we just need to think about this as a community of individuals that shield we we get the vaccine and we shield other people whose immune systems either aren't working or they they're too young to or, you know to get the vaccine like under 5 right now we shield them from disease mm-hmm. so i i think of community immunity as kind of like this protective force field yeah, yeah. <laughs> right those of us that can get vaccinated that's what we're providing to other people and like like tony mentioned it is not a mechanism for you to like, oh, we got to 90%. I don't need to get it. That's nope. Yeah. <laughs> if that's you're not, able, if you're able, you should get it. That's right. That's right. Well, that's the, that's the, that's the thing. So let's talk about what it, what's, what's, what are the components um, for uh, community vaccination or community immunity? What yeah. are the, what does it depend on? Well, I guess from my perspective, it would just depend on anyone who is eligible and able to get it, um, you know, get the vaccine to protect others. Um, what other components are you, I know that there are a lot of nuances. Yeah. So the things, the things that we need to consider with regard to how do we get, how do we actually achieve community Um, immunity or things like the infection rate, um, whether or not how contagious it is, right. You know, how many, how many mutations are out there? Um, how much is right. it circulating? Yeah. Um, and so, so let's, let's, let's talk about the, those things. Yeah. The con- how infective or contagious the virus is, I think is probably one of the more important components. That's right. um, so like, as an example, um, measles, that's a virus that's like <clears throat> spreads like wildfire. It is supremely contagious. So in order for your population to be protected from measles, you need like, I think it's about 95% of the community to have measles vaccination to, to provide that shield. 
that's because it's so, so contagious. There are some viruses or pathogens that are less contagious. And because of that, because it doesn't spread as quickly um, or effectively, you can lower. So there are other, other viruses that, that spread less quickly. The herd immunity rate might be closer to like 85%. So I, I think that how contagious, how quickly and how effectively it spreads, that is definitely number one. Now, I know also right now for, for the, the COVID vaccines, for um, SARS-CoV-2, the virus that causes COVID-19, um, we as a population in the United States, I think not looking at different subpopulations, but overall, I think we're around like 70%, which for something so supremely contagious, nearing measles, that is not going to cut it. That's right. And then the other thing is that while, while it might be a global 70% or national 70%, right. the pockets of communities yep. are at 30, right? There are pockets of communities that are at yep. nowhere close to achieving that. And that is not going to help the entire nation actually get to mm-hmm. the percentage that we need in order for us to form this community shield. Right. Um, so the infection rate and how contagious the virus is, is super important in being able to achieve it. And I think one of the reasons we wanted to bring this up is because early on in the in, in the pandemic, a lot of the media came out and was just like, ah, we got the vaccine. We just have to achieve herd immunity and we're going to be good. <laughs> you know, We're going to be good. We're going to be out, you know, and we're and I was like, uh, no, <laughs> this is going to take quite a bit of time to achieve that. And so yeah. I think one of the things that um, Amy and I wanted to talk about was the fact that like, we shouldn't, we shouldn't at this point really use community immunity as an anchor to get out of this yet, because right. there's, there's just so many, there's so many variables at the moment mm-hmm. um, that we're still trying to wrap our heads around. I think the goal for, for me as a physician, I think for Amy as a, as a scientist is just we want you not to die. <laughs> that is the, that is what we're, that's, that is the movement. We don't yeah. want you to die. We cannot, we cannot say that you are not going to get infected at this point, right? We have two years of data that demonstrates that this yeah. thing is able to be transmitted, whether you're symptomatic, asymptomatic or not. Mm-hmm. But what we do know is that if you have this protection, you yeah. can avoid death and right. major disability with long COVID. And that's right. what the focus is right now. And we're gonna hopefully, it's gonna take some years for us to achieve this community immunity that we're talking about, mm-hmm. not to mention the global inc- implications with vaccine inequity that's happening all over the world. Um, and so we're not gonna get into that, but, but what's important to understand is that for your community of folks, if you're in a family, if you've got pockets of people who are not immunized or haven't gotten the vac, who haven't gotten naturally infected, which we also found, I dug into this, <laughs> even if you're naturally infected yeah. for some reason, and this happens with some viruses and that vaccination actually confers more protection than yeah. actually getting the natural infection of COVID, yeah. um, which is one of the benefits of getting the vaccine. You would think right. that for other, for other illnesses, if you get, if you get it, you know, like chicken pox, for example, you get chicken pox, you don't need to get vaccinated because that's, it's the same story. Mm-hmm. That's not the way it works for COVID for, you know, because that's just the way that this virus is. It's just one that when it infects you yeah. naturally, 
you have some protection, but you still can get infected again. And we know people who have who have gone through. You want to you want to dig yeah. into that for a minute because I, I, sure. I have some. Let's ideas. dig. Go dig, <laughs> please. No, you so, have a really so, you have a really good way of explaining this. Go yeah. Ahead. So this is something that I think I get asked, um, you know, by quite a few people. You know, my infection. I. Some people call it natural infection. I like to call it infection out in the wild. <laughs> okay. Make it wild. <laughs> make it wild. Like at the grocery store, you know, (laughs) out in the wild. Um, (laughs) So people who acquire COVID, you know, out, out in the wild, out, you know, out walking around doing their own thing. um, We don't know how much virus, you know, how it, we don't know if a mild illness or asymptomatic or moderate or severe, we don't know that any of those types of infections, if they confer different levels of protection. So that's something that, you know, I think we're still working on. What we do know though, is that when you get the vaccine, you're getting a fairly decent dose. Well, you're getting message right now that makes protein, you get all the spike protein made, you're getting a consistent and decent dose that we know provides like this pretty vigorous immune response. So anytime you get that, we know it's like, wow, you know, your immune system's kind of going crazy and making like a pretty good response. When you get the, the, the form of the virus, you know, out in the wild, um, we don't know how vigorous your immune system is actually responding to that, to that virus. Um, So I think, you know, there's just a lot that we need to learn to kind of pick apart, you know, is asymptomatic, mild, moderate, severe, do they confer different levels of protection? Right now, we don't know. But what we do know is studying patients that have had COVID, their their immunity tends to decline more quickly than people that have gotten the vaccine. That's something that we do know right now. So we know that whatever the vaccine provides a very potent trigger of a very good immune response, which sounds kind of, you know, why wouldn't the virus do that? Well, guess what? We know that viruses, their job is to survive at all costs. That's right. And to mutate at all costs. That's right. So the best way to be a virus is to like not alert the system. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Don't trip the house alarm. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you no, know? kind of like under the radar. So that's, that's right. That's kind of, I think what we're seeing here is that you're getting, it's getting in the immune system for whatever reason, it's not tripping the, the house alarm. You're not getting this vigorous immune response and that you're not going to have like as great of protection. Um, now, one thing I can say, um, not that we would recommend that you get, um, infected with COVID if you haven't, but um, people that have had COVID and then get vaccinated, they have like really good immune response. Like that's, it's kind of like you're layering on, you know, Mm -hmm. all this, um, yeah, immunity. So I don't recommend that, you know. (laughs) No, no, we don't want you to do that. We don't want you to do that. It does actually, that's actually, uh, goes into one of the questions that we we get often. So when people are like, well, I got COVID already. I don't need the vaccine. Actually, you do. It doesn't protect you from getting it again. Right. And if you get the vaccine, you're you're protecting yourself even more. Because, yeah. I mean, if there's anything you should, you're the person who should definitely get the vaccine because you you might not need 
you know, your, your immunity might actually persist. We still are early in the, in, in the, in the data mining for this infection. But I think that what uh, Amy and I, when we were having our Facebook message back and forth, we were like, God, this virus is smart. (laughs) You know, like, it's just a smart virus, right? It's, it's, it's kind of, you know, the same reasons. I don't want to get it too complicated, but what I try to tell some folks is that like, one of the reasons we don't have an HIV vaccine because that that yeah. virus is super yeah. super smart and, yeah. and it's just it's just really difficult mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. you to think of how are you going to vaccinate someone with for a virus that kind of can hang out <laughs> in your yeah. body for ten years before it decides to rear yeah. its ugly head. Yeah, um, I think. And so, yeah, yeah. I think I think that SARS-CoV-2, the virus that causes COVID-19 is just really good at kind of like, just kind of under the radar, you know, this not triggering the alarm system as much as it should. Good burglar. Yeah, it is. <laughs> For whatever reason, it is really good at like, you know, stealing your house. Yes. Right. Over. That's right. It gets, it gets under it. So, um, hopefully th- that understanding that understanding that is important for you to understand why we're talking about community immunity and why, why it's important. But we, we are here to tell you that we are far from achieving community immunity in COVID-19 at the moment. Um, it's not the solve at the moment. And so we should really, we really just want to talk about, um, you know, making sure that you're protecting yourself and your family and the people Mm -hmm. that you love as much as, as much as possible. And and we want you to feel good about it. We want you to feel like you did a good thing and that you, you, you're not actually hurting yourself or your community, but this is actually a good thing. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I I get a question along with like the natural infection and herd immunity kind of thing. One question that I think people have for me a lot is, well, if I've been infected, um, you know, should why do I need a vaccine? Um, you know, why am I not considered part of the community immunity, like part of the herd? That's right. <laughs> and, and I think that, um, you know, I get that this, a lot too. So I, and I answer this question a lot and I'll say, well, you know what you do have, they absolutely do have a low level of protection, but what we know is that it, 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 it goes down more quickly and it doesn't, we, we don't think it lasts as long. And the only way that we know for sure, for sure that you're going to be um, protected or have some level of protection is if we get that shot into your arm. Um, Cause I've also encountered people that will ask me that question. They're like, I said, Oh, well, you know, did you get a, a PCR test? And sometimes they're like, no, but I had a really bad cold. I'm like, eh. I, I mean, it might've been COVID, but it also might not have been because other viruses still exist. That's right. <laughs> so, right. So that for me, I think when we get that vaccine, we know that, that you got to taste a SARS-CoV-2. <laughs> right, 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 right. And I mean, even if you did get a PCR and you were COVID positive, um, what we're saying is that the natural immunity, we know that the natural immune response is not as robust. It just isn't. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't protect you from getting it again. And I know people, I know people who have gotten COVID, like a lot of physicians who are working in COVID who got COVID and then got it again. And yeah. then got it. And then when they had, when they got the vaccine, I, they, they actually reacted because they, because yeah. It, for, the fact that they had like a strong reaction to the vaccine shows that the immune response actually 
it actually reacted to the immune yeah. response. Showing I mean, the, that, yeah, the they had they had responded to it before, so they had definitely seen it. So that was a good thing. Right. Your immune system right. was like, "I see you again. I see you." Mm-hmm. Burglar. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You're you're not getting in this time. <laughs> you're getting, we got you this time. Okay, we're not we're not having it this time. Phew, that was a lot of information. And it is important to let that marinate. So we're going to go ahead and give you some time to process it all before our next episode, where we dive into some questions we've received from patients, family, and friends about community immunity. You don't want to miss it, as we are sure you may have some similar questions. We want to hear from you and make sure we answer all of your questions. So feel free to email us at Dr. Tony and Dr. Amy at gmail.com. That's Dr. Tony, T O N I, and Dr. Amy, A I M E E, at gmail.com. Thanks as always to Jeff Judy for providing our music, and see you next time on Help Make It Make Sense. <laughs>